name. Amen. I think we've gotten to understand where we are in life when we have multiple sets of glasses. I, I said I didn't want to, I was going to move them so I didn't break them, but I think they're already broken. But it is good to be in service tonight. Amen. How many like what you feel in the house of the Lord? I don't know about striking while anything's hot. I hope nobody gets struck here by me. But I do hope we, did, we, we leave differently than we came tonight. And I believe that's possible, not because of me, not because of our wonderful musicians, but because I know who God is and what he's able to do. He, he came to save the lost. He came to heal the sick. He came to set the captive free. He came to, to make a way where there seems to be no way. We are in a supernatural place here tonight, and I just can't wait to see what God has in store for us. Amen? Amen. Can we stand? And we're going to open up with some very familiar verses of Scripture in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. And it says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts uh, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Just keep it going, brother. I'm reading off the screen. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to those and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day were added unto them uh, about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and all things common. Aren't you glad for those verses of scripture tonight? Aren't you glad that that does, isn't just, a, just some words in a book, but describes an actual event that took place? Amen? Look to your neighbor and say, I'm glad for what the Bible just said. You may be seated. These words are powerful because they speak to the core of our faith. Repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or for the forgiveness of sins. This message was not just for those who heard it that day, but for all generations that would come after. It was a promise for their children and for all that who would believe and follow Jesus. The response to Peter's message was immediate and powerful. The people were pricked in their hearts and were convicted of their sins. They asked Peter what they needed to be do to do to be saved, and he gave them the answer: repent and be baptized. And in that moment, three thousand souls were added to the church. What strikes me about this passage is not the number of people who were saved, but the way in which they responded to the message. They didn't just say a quick prayer and move on with their lives. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. They recognized that following Jesus was not just a one-time decision, but a lifelong commitment to living out their faith. 
As we reflect on the passage, let us be reminded of the power of the gospel message. Let us be convicted of our own sins and let us respond with repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And let us also remember that following Jesus is not just a one-time decision, but a daily commitment to living out our faith in all we do. May we be like those who heard Peter's message that day and continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine in fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers, then may we always remember the promise of salvation that is available to us and to all that believe. Can you say amen? amen. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That sounded all right, didn't it? How many enjoyed that? It's pretty good, right? But my question to you tonight is, was it the truth? How do you know that? What makes it the truth? Is it the truth simply because you agreed with it? Tonight, that's exactly what I want to talk about, is the truth. Pastor, would you pray? Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, I want the truth. What is truth? We live in a world that is very hard to come by the truth. You can't believe what you see. You can't believe what you hear. Not many years ago, you, could, you, you had some things that you could believe as truth, or at least you thought you could. We had, you could believe every word that came out of your teacher's mouth. You could turn on the news to one of the three channels and believe what was coming out of Walter Cronkite's mouth. It was the truth. You could believe the government. You could trust your textbooks. But now we live in a world in 2023 that we can't believe anything. The media lies constantly. Did Epstein kill himself? Did he? What's really going on in East Palestine? Really. Depends on who you talk to. I listened to one news report and everything's safe. I listened to another news report and it's America's Chernobyl. Yes, these are real headlines. Which one's true? We can't trust them. Politicians lie. We just learned this past several months about the conspiracy theories around Kennedy's assassination that, yes, James Harvey Oswald was monitored and an operative managed by the CIA. And the CIA was somehow impacted or involved, but you'll never know that because all the pages were redacted. Still, even though they were committed to be released in 2017, but let's not go into all that. What's really happening in the Ukraine? How do you know? Are you there? We don't know. 
which, what can you believe? What's really happening in China right now? Or Iran? Or anywhere else that politicians want to talk to you about? Everyone lies to you in today's world. I'll be there in 15 minutes. Anyone who's married, say amen. Brother Caleb, this job will only take a few hours. Just a couple more days. Always almost done. Since we just came out of Valentine's Day, you don't look fat in that outfit. What is the truth? Who can you trust? History, you can't even trust history anymore when they look back at the annals of history. I mean, the pyramids. What do you know about the pyramids? They were tombs for the, for the pharaohs, right? They've never found a mummy in any of the tombs. They found them in Luxor. They found them in the, in the Valley of the Kings, but never a single one in any of the pyramids. What are they used for? How did they get there? That's just one thing in our history books. We don't know what to believe. We've got UFOs flying over the country now that we're shooting out of the skies. Some of them are balloons. Other people say they're objects. We don't know what they are, but we'll shoot them anyway and ask questions later. There's new things called deep fakes. Have you ever heard of these? I was actually going to create one tonight for the demonstration, but as I dug more deep into them... Um, Apparently, there's some ethical problems with them. But what I was going to... You can do this with the video, and you can do it with the audio, but you can't put them together unless you go to what they call the dark web and get some of that software. And I just don't want that on my PC because you get on all kind of government watch lists, and I just don't need that kind of hassle. I haven't filed my taxes yet. I just don't need those problems, right? But a deep fake is where I can... T this is what I was going to do, just so you know. And I actually had Ethan start to help me out with this. I was going to take a video of Brother White and all the audio that we have from him, from all the sermons that we have on, on, on live stream and I have on iTunes. I have access to it all. Put it together and have him make a statement that is purely anti-Bible. Whatever that statement would, I had a couple things in mind that you were going to say that you would say I would never. And I guarantee you, you would not know the difference. That's what deep fake is. They can make your face and your view. It is possible, and it's out there. We can't trust even what our own. You're like, I have it on video. I don't care. That's fake. We know about the Twitter files, right? Now that Elon Musk taken over and just opened up the door of everything, of all the censorship going on, so if you lived and died by the news you got on Twitter, guess what? It couldn't be relied upon. It was only one side of the equation. Can't even believe anymore if you're talking to someone if a man is a man or a woman is a woman. What is truth? What is real? And it brings me back to that opening portion of tonight on the day of Pentecost. What is truth? What if I told you I didn't write that? What if I told you no human actually did write that? That whole sermon, sermonette that I just read at the beginning, and yes, I read it, 
was written by an open AI, artificial intelligence called ChatGPT. And I said, write me a message. This is exactly what I typed in. Write me a message on Acts 2, chapter, or chapter 2, verse 37 through 44. And it spit out everything that I read tonight. Is it true? I didn't write it. I just read it. It was fake. Generated by a computer going out and interpreting all text on the internet and saying, this is what I think you want to hear. I actually had it write two other sermons for me just to see what it would do. And I said, write me a sermon on the oneness of God. Spit it out for me. And I said, amen. That is awesome. And then I got to wondering, write me a sermon on the Trinity. Spit it right out. It doesn't care. It'll write whatever you want it to write. I sent them over to Brother Jason earlier, and I was like, look at this. This is pretty interesting. Now, what was interesting to me is even the AI fell on itself on Trinity. <laughs> it contradicted itself on Trinity, which is very, because if you know logic engines, that just shouldn't happen, but it couldn't even understand. It actually had a statement in there about the Trinity is, what would it say? I can't remember. It was like, un, not yeah, but it said something, it said it wasn't biblical, but here's the scriptures for it. And then it had something about um, that it's very difficult to understand, but this is the best way we can explain it. And this was, this is AI. So I thought that was kind of funny, but it wasn't true. It wasn't right. Was it truth that I read tonight simply because I agreed with it? If it is, then we're no better than those that are seeking their own truth. Right? We live in a world where most cannot figure out what truth is. They're surrounded by so much lies, so much skepticism, so much cynicism. They cannot define or even identify truth anymore. I watched a clip the other day on Tucker Carlson, and he, was, he brought this guy that was on his TV, it was, it was on some other TV programs, he brought it onto his program, and he opened this, the, 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 the session out with, your name is a fake. We looked you up. Your website was just created two days ago. It's fake. He went down the thing, and he said, you're fake. You're not real. And the guy just kept going on. Well, no, this is what we're going on, that we're protesting. Uh, we're protesting uh, we were protesting the uh, January 6th hearings, but then we, we just switched. We just switched just now. I just realized we're going to switch, and we're not going to protest those. Now we're going to protest the protesters. And he's going through this. It ended up being this big satire. This guy created this stuff just because he wanted to see how far it would go. And they had, and I'm not going to say the, the, the alphabet soup of news uh, organizations that put him on, put him on air as an expert resource. And he, to him, he goes, this was kind of a social experiment. He, it was a farce. It was a complete lie. And the only person that did the, 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 the investigation of him was Tucker Carlson. And by the end of the interview, he was like, so you just wanted to prove a point that people will believe a lie if it fits their narrative. And that's exactly what he proved. People identify truth today if it's something they already believe. 
as long as it agrees with my ideas, as long as it agrees with what I think is right, that's what makes it truth. And I want you to understand tonight, the Bible doesn't care about what you think. It doesn't care whether or not you agree with it or don't agree with it. There is a truth. There is absolute truth. Whether you want to believe it or agree with it or not, God's Word is true. We need to understand that we live in a world that's full of lies and it's only going to get worse. And what, I mean, I'm telling you, it just blows my mind when you can open up the scriptures of a book that's 2,000 years old and have it describe 2023. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I know there's a lot of verses here, but I hope we can get through it without losing ourselves in the text. It says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall come. I think we're here, folks. That day shall come, except there be a falling away first, that the, sin, the, the man of, the, of sin of be revealed and the son of perdition. He's talking about the Antichrist. He's talking about the last days or the end time. He says, who opposes and exalts himself all that is called God or is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple, showing himself that he is God. If you don't think God is under attack today, you are not watching uh, current events. All I have to say is the word Grammys if you don't think God is under attack. If you don't know what I mean by that, talk to me after service. Verse 5, it says, Remember not uh, that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And, and, and now you know that, that uh, or what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now, uh, who now let will be let until he is taken away. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy uh, with the brightness of coming. Talking about the the destruction of, of the Antichrist and of the false prophet. Even him who is coming is after the working of Satan with all the power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. How many people today are believing a lie? That God is dead, that he's not real, that he's not able to deliver, that he's not able to save. I'm telling you, people are falling away because they have not fallen in love with the truth. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and, and belief of the truth. Understand that it's in the truth that you have the basis of your salvation. We cannot move forward in this world or the next without the basis of truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory for our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, uh, stand steadfast, hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistles. Now our Lord Jesus Christ and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good uh, word and work. We have to understand that we live in a time of lying. We live in a time of deceit, and the only way to defeat it is being founded in truth. So what is this truth? I think Pilate asked this 
once upon a time when he saw Jesus face to face. He was in the process of trying him. It was going back between him and the Sanhedrin, and they were trying to figure out who was going to prosecute this man named Jesus. And we pick it up in John chapter 18. He says, he, he, he said unto him, are you a king them? And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. And to this end, I was born. And for this cause, I came into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate simply asked him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said unto him, I find in him no fault. He says, what is the truth? What is truth? And he couldn't get away from the fact that the truth was this man was blameless. This isn't a new problem or a new struggle for us. If, if, if I can, if it, he goes, if I can be fooled and tricked in every aspect of, of life, then what is truth? How can I know that I know that I know? Paul described a, sing, a, a similar predicament in his, his one of his letters to Timothy. He says, This know also that in the last days perilous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heavy-minded, uh, um, uh, yeah, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Are we experiencing any of that in today's world? Hello? That means we're in the last days, folks. It says, for this sort are they that which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We live in a world where information is everywhere. Reach in your pocket. Come on. Pull it out. Let the world see it. Come on. Do the action. You see it. Say it. Yep. Everybody's got one. Right? You know how much information is on this thing? More that could fit than every library on the planet is accessible for this stupid little box. We have more information and more knowledge than the world has ever seen, ever. But we've never, but we, but we have never come to the knowledge of the actual truth. He goes on in chapter 4, says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. One of the things that Brother Corsi has been talking with our young people about are a lot of myths and stories and fables. And how people turn to those things for the answers. But really, they are nothing but stories. And they go, they go to them. They, I mean, how many people stand in lines for the Lord of the Rings? How many people stand in lines for, I mean, we just, we, uh, for the Marvel movies that are just modern day myths of heroes? They're the Hercules of today. 
Why? Because that's what they feel good about. They don't want, they want just the hero to come in. They don't want the lifestyle that goes with it. They don't want the truth. People are taking the word of God and they're using it for their own purposes and they're just making it stories and fables rather than the actual truth of God. There is an estimated over 41,000 Christian denominations in the United States alone. Think about that. 41,000 denominations. They take a verse here, they take a verse there, they string it together, and they build their own theology. One of the biggest things that are going on today is called deconstructing their Christianity. Has anybody heard this one yet? Yep. A couple readers in here. Where they take their Christian theology and their belief, and they start breaking it down because they want it pure. And really what they're doing is they're taking out the things that they don't like about it. They take the buffet approach where they, we went to a, a Chinese buffet and you kind of walk down and it's like, I like that, I like that, don't like that, so I'm not going to take any of that, I'm going to like that. Uh, I'm going to treat myself and have a little bit of that one today. And that's what they're doing with their Christianity, they're, it, but they call it Christian or deconstruction of, of their Christianity. And they take it and they just, they just say, this is what my theology is about. They look to what they believe instead of looking at the words of truth. They're more interested in their feeling and what they want to be the truth versus what actually is the truth. But I wonder tonight, is there anybody still searching for the truth? Is anyone still looking for that real truth? Truth that is, as we describe, that is true whether you believe it or not. Truth that cannot be not denied, argued with, or subjugated as a relic of the ancients. But it's truth that stood the test of time. Truth that is solid rock that we can stand on. Truth that cannot fail. Truth that can be trusted and that we can have our faith in. Truth that we can live a life for. Truth that we can have our family saved with. Truth that we can depend on for healing. Truth that we can depend on for our deliverance and provision. I wonder tonight, is there anybody still looking? for that truth I can tell you tonight God is looking for those who are looking for the truth and John, he's talking to this woman who, who didn't know anything about anything. She shouldn't have known who Jesus was. She, she was not good enough. She wasn't of the right uh, ethnicity. She wasn't of the right stature. And she was worshiping in, 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 in uh, different things, really. And he looked at her. In John chapter 4, he says, You worship, uh, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. He said, But... But the hour comes and now is that when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Why? Because God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You see, it's these truth seekers that God is looking for. It's these truth seekers that God depends on. It's these truth seekers that reach heaven. It's these truth seekers that touch the throne of grace. I want to know tonight, do we have some people who are looking for the truth just turn on Facebook or YouTube or the news now and look at what's going on in Asbury Kentucky 
and how it's spreading through different college campuses. There's a revival that started. And I don't want to alarm anybody, but it wasn't at a Pentecostal church. I don't want to alarm anybody, but there was nobody there that could preach you a message on the oneness of God. In fact, I don't want to alarm anybody, but there's not very many people there who would even condone the speaking in tongues as God gives the utterance. But I want you to know the revival they're experiencing is real. It is true. Why? Because God said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you think. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't care where you came from, what church you used to be in, what church you're in now. It doesn't matter. God is real. He's going to give it the real thing. If you seek after him with your whole heart, your real heart, your real thoughts, and say, God, I want to put everything to the side. I just want to know what you want me to know. And you start seeking that truth, you will be filled. You see, we've got to desire this truth. We've got to get to the point where nothing else matters except the truth. We need the truth. We can't survive without the truth. I don't care who says what. I don't care who does what. I don't care if your mama doesn't agree. I don't care if your friends don't think you're right. I want the truth. I want the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. I need to have the truth in my life if I'm ever going to make heaven my home. So what is this truth? What is the secret truth? What is this truth that we must desire? What is this truth that, 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 that many want to change? Can we answer the question that Pilate asked? What is truth? Is truth really just perception? Is truth just majority opinion? That as long as most people believe it, well then it must be true. It's the consensus. How many heard that about climate change? The science has spoken. Nobody's allowed to ask any more questions. Consensus has been reached. Maybe they are right. But that's not how science works. Science is supposed to ask questions. There is a direct way to know the truth. And John he says, and Jesus said to the Jews that believed on him, he says, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word, what's his word? The scriptures, the Bible, right? And in verse 32, it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He gave us a little hint on how you can know the truth. One is believing on him, having faith on Jesus, and secondly, continuing in his word. He says there's two things. That you, if, if you do this, the truth won't escape you. Know who I am and know my word. If you know the word, then we shall know the truth. Once we know the truth, what happens? The truth will make you free. 
Free from what, brother Mike? I, I don't, I don't, I, I've never been in jail. I, I, I've never been behind bars. I, I don't think we're, we, we are in bondage anymore. Well, you are made free from the slies of this world. That it doesn't matter what comes across that news agency. It doesn't matter what spews out of a, a, a lying politician's mouth. It doesn't matter what comes from, from wherever source you want to get information. I know, I know, I know that I can trust in God. I can trust in his word. I can be free from the lies of this world. I can be free from the lies of Satan and the enemy. I can be free from the bondage of sin. We sang that song tonight, freedom. I can be free, free, free from the things that hold us captive, from the addictions, from the from the, from the disease that, that plagues our bodies. I can be free when I know the truth. We'll know the truth. But what is the truth? What is it? Jesus simply stated it. John chapter 14 and verse 6. 6. He says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. If you want to know what the truth is, it is Jesus. You see, Pilate looked at him and looked at him and says, what is truth? He says, I can find no fault with him. He says, I couldn't see a single thing he's done wrong. He looked at the case. He saw what the consensus was. He saw what the majority rule was, but he couldn't deny the truth. The man standing before him was blameless. The man standing before him was the king of Jews. He was the Christ. He was the Messiah. He saw the truth before him and his name was Jesus. If you want to know what the truth is, uh, a person, if you want to know what the truth is, doubting Thomas, if you want to know what the truth is, Christian, it is Jesus. It's his life. It's his burial. It's his resurrection. It's his ascension. It's his sending the comforter. It's the repentance, the baptism, the Holy Ghost. It's living the holy life as he did. It's giving. It's loving. If you want to know what the truth is, it is Jesus. What is Jesus? What is the truth? The truth is Jesus is real. The Holy Ghost is real. The heaven that we talk about is real. Hell is real. Sin is real. But thank God, salvation is real. Grace is real. Mercy is real. Hailing is real. I want you to know there is a truth. And His name is Jesus. Can we stand tonight? There's a lot of things in this world that we cannot depend on. There's a lot of things in this world that don't seem solid, that don't seem real, that don't seem true. But there's one thing that we can depend on, and His name is Jesus. The Scripture says heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God will never pass away. I don't know where you are tonight. You may have come in here going, I'm just not sure what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where the next meal's coming from. I I don't know how I'm going to get gas money. I, I, I hear this and I hear that and I get afraid. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the famines and the downturn in the economy. I, I'm here to tell you tonight, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what happens because I know that my help comes from the Lord. I know that I can depend on Him. I know who Jesus is and He is real. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can come right around this place tonight. 
I want you to find a place to lift up your hands. I want you to find a place to lift up your voice and let God know that I'm looking for the truth. I don't want anything else. I want the real thing. I want the whole thing.